Father, we bless you in Jesus' mighty name. We thank you for your presence here with us this morning. And over everywhere your sons and daughters have dialed in from, the same presence over them in the mighty name of Jesus. And we pray, Almighty God, we beseech you, Spirit of the living God, that you fall upon us afresh as never before in the mighty name of Jesus. Just as the Spirit of the Lord came upon Jephthah to give him victory. Father, let that same Spirit come upon your sons and daughters, wherever they might be, in their living room, in their bedroom, in their lounges, in their kitchen, wherever they may be, in their workplaces. Father, let the same Spirit come upon your people in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Beloved, will you give the Lord a mighty clap offering? Hallelujah. Will you magnify the name of the Lord with your clap? Will you welcome his presence with your clap? In the mighty name of Jesus. What a privilege to be able to serve the Lord with you. It's lovely to see all of you. Praise God. Hallelujah. Everybody online, it's lovely to see your name. Praise God. Hallelujah. We thank God for your life. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Hallelujah. And because he lives, we can face tomorrow. In the mighty name of Jesus. Somebody will lift up your voice and continue to pray. In the mighty name of Jesus. Lifting up your soul before the Lord. That because he lives, you can face tomorrow. It doesn't matter the challenges of today. It doesn't matter the disappointment of yesterday. It doesn't matter the COVID-19. It doesn't matter the pandemic. It doesn't matter how your year has started. But because he lives, you can face tomorrow. Because he lives, you are accepted. Because he is Lord, you are accepted in the mighty name of Jesus. It doesn't matter who rejected you yesterday. It doesn't matter your rejection. Hey, but today, because Christ lives, because the shepherd goes ahead of you, you are accepted in the mighty name of Jesus. If you believe in, shout amen. amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Today, as we proceed in our service, the oil of acceptance, and as we also get ready to anoint ourselves wherever we are, anoint our children, hallelujah, anoint our sons and daughters, hallelujah. There is an oil of acceptance when it comes upon you. Beloved, it doesn't matter who rejected you or who forgot about your existence. Hayaka Papa, you will be accepted, not just by ordinary people, but of people that matter, hallelujah. People in corridors of power, eh, people in places of relevance, and people of significance will acknowledge you and accept you and endorse you as the accepted of the Lord. If there's somebody online tonight, Hey, this morning who feel the presence of God hey, that the oil, his anointing is coming upon you yes. to approve of you and to make you accepted will you lift up your voice and thank him, beloved will you thank him in advance that you are accepted in the mighty name of Jesus, hey, the, the, the fragrance of victory hey, today the fragrance of victory is coming upon your life in the mighty name of Jesus even as prof ministered 
last week, eh, the fragrance of victory that David experienced, that fragrance, that fragrance of victory upon David, eh, because he had a desire for the things of God, he has passion for the things of the Spirit, and this morning as we come in his presence, you have passion for the things of God, you have desire for the things of God, you have honor for the things of God, you will reverence the presence of God, and this fragrance that is coming upon you, the oil of acceptance will launch you into victory upon victory in the mighty name of Jesus. Wherever you attend, you experience the victory of the Lord. You experience the acceptance of the Lord. Beloved, if the Lord accept you, if the Lord be for you, who can be against you? If the Lord accept you, if the Lord receive you, it doesn't matter your brother in the house. It doesn't matter your sister in the house who is angry because your father has accepted you. Hey, Maya Kappa, when they thought that when you will come, you will be rejected. Hey, but they received the opposite. When you came, the Lord accepted you. It doesn't matter their fairy. Hey, if their father has accepted you, hey, Maya Kappa, your brother cannot reject you in the mighty name of Jesus. And I see the oil of acceptance hey, coming upon each and every one here today in the mighty name of Jesus, and it is not just for today, it shall follow you the rest of your days in the mighty name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Somebody shout the loudest, Amen. amen. Hallelujah. Now, come with me to the book of Luke. Come with me to the book of Luke. Thank you, Jesus. Luke chapter number 15. Hallelujah. <laughs> Luke chapter number 15, reading from verse number 11. Hallelujah. Luke chapter number 15, reading from verse number 11. If you are there, say amen. amen. Hallelujah. Then he said, a certain man had two sons. The younger of them inappropriately said to his father, <clears throat> it means that he, he made a wrong move. He made a wrong choice. He, 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 he went on a tangent he shouldn't have been. He, he went on a road he shouldn't have traveled on. Hallelujah. He was on a Broadway, and many are those on that Broadway. So the Bible described it as inappropriate. In other words, it was not right. It was not proper. It was not the training that he has received. Hallelujah. It was not the training that this man, young man has been brought up. How do we know that it was not the training? Because he was not the only son. There was another son, and the, we don't hear of inappropriateness of the other son, but we hear of the inappropriateness of this one. Why was this one inappropriate? Why was he missed the mark? Why had he gone off the mark? Because of his desire, because of his way of life, because of the way he orders his steps. Hallelujah. He did not allow the Lord to order his steps. But this morning, I've come to encourage you. It doesn't matter how inappropriate you have been. It doesn't matter how far you have gone out of the Lord. It doesn't matter how run away you have been. There is a grace. 
a grace that comes from God that can restore you. There is a grace that can make you acceptable. And there is an oil of acceptance when it is extended unto you. It doesn't matter how you have been inappropriate. Your inappropriateness is turned to appropriateness. In the mighty name of Jesus, your disappointment is turned unto a new appointment. Your wild way of living is turned around in the mighty name of Jesus. So the Bible says, inappropriately said to his father, Father, give me the share of the property that falls to me. So he divided the estate between them. Between who? Between the inappropriate son and the appropriate son. Hallelujah. Then, a few days later, the younger son gathered together everything that he had and traveled to a distant country. And there he wasted his fortune in reckless and immoral living. And immoral living. May that not be your portion in Jesus' mighty name. Hallelujah. I said, may that not be your portion in Jesus' mighty name. Bible say his inappropriateness led him to reckless living and immoral life. Right now, we come against every reckless living in the mighty name of Jesus. Every immoral life, we come against it right now because it is inappropriate and it is reckless. It will destroy you. It will take you off your purpose. It will take you off your destiny. It will demoralize you and destroy your life and destroy God's purpose for your life in the mighty name of Jesus. <clears throat> so the Bible says, now when he had spent everything, somebody say everything, hallelujah, it's only a matter of time. When you don't allow the Lord to order your steps, when you don't allow the Lord to lead you for a while, you think you are winning. I believe this inappropriate son eh, for a while thought he was winning because he had all the slim girls around him. He had all the fat ladies around him. He had the fair in complexion and the dark ones. He had the short and the tall. He, he was fluent in the blinks. He had money. Everything was working for him. He thought he had friends because people came to him because of the money they will spend in the nightclub because of the money he will splash in the shop for them because of the money he will spend and buying things for them hallelujah so they gathered around him because he was the one with the purse he was the one with the gold he was the one with the cash he was the one with the with the with the money that which will make things happen so because of that beloved and when you've got money around you when you've got money with you you have all sort of useless people around you. You have all sort of people who want to seek your distraction around you. That is when you begin to have a lot of friends. But when you did not have their money, you struggle to even have friends to yourself. But the moment you have money, the moment they realize your life has changed, the moment they realize you can take them to the club, the moment they realize you can buy them drink for free, the moment they realize you can take them for dinner for free without them paying, everybody would want to be your friend. So this inappropriate son was the guy in town. Everybody loved him. He thought that men loved him. He thought that people loved him. He thought that his friends were for him because they were doing everything together. But Bible says when he had spent everything that he had on immoral living, 
on reckless living, on life that is not worthy of emulation. When he has spent everything, he did not save for the farming season. Bible says a severe famine occurred. In that country, and he began to do without and be in need. Can you imagine? I don't think for one reason this inappropriate son's dad was a poor man. I don't think he was an average man. I believe with all of my heart that this was a very worthy man and a very affluent man in society. So if he has to divide his estate and his property and his wealth between two sons and to give one, to give them each, I don't think it will be a thousand pounds worth of money. I believe it was much. But because he, he, he led a, a reckless life, because he did not allow the Lord to order his steps. Bible says when he had received everything, he gathered himself. He did not stay for his father to have an oversight over him. He did not stay in town for his father to watch over him. He, he did not stay in town for his father to have the overseer over his life. The father to see him. The adventure when he's going wrong, the father could use his shepherd rod and bring him back and say, my son, this immoral life will not end well for you. So Bible says he gathered himself and he went into another city where his father was not there to watch over him when there was no overseer over his life. He went to a city far away where his father could see him, where his father could have control over him, where his father could watch over him. So he went and carried on immoral living. May the Lord deliver you Amen. from immoral living. Amen. Maybe you have thought of it that I will go far away and immense myself in immorality. But Bible says, because he is a man and is limited in vision, because he is flesh and does not know what is ahead of him outside of his two eyes, Bible says a severe famine. If he was a wise son, he would have invested that which he had received. That even when famine strike, he will still have something to live on because his investment will be making room for him. But Bible says he spent on reckless living. Reckless living. Reckless living. Immoral life. Like what in our world today, you take your inheritance from your father. If your father is as rich as this man and you move out of city, those of you who live in Bristol, you move out of city. You say, I'm going to London where my father will not see me. I'm going to Peterborough where my mother will not see me. I'm going to Germany 
where nobody can see me. Nobody knows my identity. I'm going to Afghanistan. Nobody can come there. They fear that city. Nobody dare come there. That will be a hiding place for me. And you just go and rent yourself a hotel and you stay in the penthouse of the hotel. You don't even want a single room. You want a penthouse. You just check in in the penthouse, the most expensive room in that hotel. And you begin to change the girls. That is immoral life. You begin to bring in this girl this hour after hour. Different girls are piling at your hotel door because you've got money, because you satisfy them with money, because they're taking money out of you, because they are spending your money. They want to leave you broke and busted and disgusted and just throw you out. And you spend that money and in, within a matter of time, when the money ran out, the hotel will not say that you have spent thousands and thousands and millions of pounds in our hotel. So we will move you from the penthouse and we will check you in in a, in, a, in a suit. When the money is out, they will throw you out. And that is what happened to this immoral son. Praise God. That is what happened to this immoral son. Bible says there was a severe famine which occurred in that country. And he began to do without. Can you imagine, after you have been blessed so much, after you have received an inheritance and you have spent it immorally and reckless living, beloved, when you've got money, you, you always find people to blow it for you. You always find people. They will not encourage you to invest. They will not encourage you to put their money away. But you find people. Let's go clubbing from Cardiff to Manchester, from Manchester to Liverpool, from Liverpool to Edinburgh. You just know every club in town. And the Bible say, he began to do without. He had spent everything he had. And now, there was nothing left. Somebody say nothing left. Nothing. Don't ever come to the point where you will spend your inheritance that there will be nothing left for you to pass on. So the Bible says, so he went and forced himself to one of the citizens of that country who sent him into his field to feed pigs. And we won't go there. Hallelujah. He would have gladly eaten the pots that the pig were eating. But they could not satisfy his hunger. He's not used to that kind of meal. So it doesn't matter as much as you have to eat. It was not satisfying. There was a void created in him that would make him come to his senses, that I am better than this. I've been immoral, I've been reckless, but I've, I've come from a decent home. I've got a loving father. I've got a loving home. My home is better. Even though I've been reckless and inappropriate, even though I've had disregarded for my father and my family, 
even though I have brought shame upon myself and upon my family, even though I have dragged the name of my family in this in the mud and in disrepute, I, I am better than where I am. In my father's house, I do not feed pigs. In my father's house, in fact, I don't even work in the father's business. My father has many laborers. He has many servants. My father has many servants and house help in the house. I don't even cook my own meal. I will be there and they will serve me. I will eat what I want and they will take it away from me. My father has always made provision for me. I will come, I will get out of this place and go back, beloved. Bible says, he left and went to fire city. But because there was a void created in him, peradventure, if the, the pig's food were feeding him, if he was getting satisfaction of that, he would not have come to his senses. But beloved, void was created in him to seek that which is best for his life, to seek that that is better for him, to seek that that will bring him acceptance in the mighty name of Jesus. So the Bible says, and no one was giving him anything to him. Verse number 17. But when he finally, but when he finally, somebody say finally. finally. You no, know, sometimes we go through needless pain. Amen. We go through needless pain. We go through experiences that we need not go through. Hallelujah. We go through experiences that we need not go through. As a matter of fact, we don't have to suffer the pain and the shame that we go through. Why? Because someone has already done that for us. That we don't need to suffer that shame. So Bible says, finally, he came to his senses. He said, and I want you to take note of this. If the oil of acceptance will work for your life, if the oil of acceptance will drape from the crown of your head to the source of your faith, each and every one must come to this point in the mighty name of Jesus. Where finally... We take stock of our lives. Where finally we take stock of our living. Am I living immoral? Am I living a reckless life? The pastor might not know you on the Zoom. The pastor might not know you on the makeup. The pastor might not know in the suit on. The pastor might not know with all the hairdo. The pastor might not know with all the hoods on. The pastor might not know, but you know yourself. The pastor cannot come to your senses for you. The First lady cannot come to your senses for you. The dickness and the dicknesses cannot come to your senses for you. Bible say in the process of time, when he realized that he was far better than the condition he found himself, the Bible say finally, after he has exhausted all avenue, after he has suffered all the suffering he could suffer, after he has suffered the embarrassment, the shame, now you ask me, pastor, where were the friends? Were there none of the friends? 
who could accommodate this guy, who could accommodate this inappropriate boy, who could accommodate this inappropriate son? What were the friends he spent the money with? What were the friends he was clubbing with? What were the ladies he was clubbing with? All that that appeared to be for him and to love him. Pastor, where were they? Could they not have accommodated him? Because they were the citizens of that country. They did have to force himself into their piggery and just to feed the pigs and to eat the food of the pigs. And that was the abominable thing he could do as the son of his father. Hallelujah. But my God deliver us. Bible says he came to himself. Finally, he had no other option. He had no other option. How many of my father's hide men have more than enough food when I am dying here of hunger? I will get up and go to my father. This is the moment everyone under the sound of my voice might take note, hallelujah, and lock this verse in your spirit. If the oil of acceptance will work for you and come upon you and follow after you all the days of your life, you must finally come to your senses. You must finally take the decision. You must finally surrender and say, I have sinned. I will go to my father. What does the Bible say? The Bible says that, and he says in verse number 18, I will get up. He did not let shame deny him of his further inheritance. He did not allow um, um, arrogance to deny him of his acceptance. He said, I will get up considering his background, considering his inappropriate lifestyle, considering his immorality. He does not, he is not even fit to come to the father's house again because he had nothing in the father again. He has taken everything that belonged to him and he has left and has finished it all. He had nothing to come back home to, but he did not allow pride and arrogance, rebellion to get the better part of him in the mighty name of Jesus. He said, I will arise and I will go to my father. And what will I do? We serve a generation. We serve a generation where sons and daughters does not know how to go back home. When sons and daughters do not know how to get back home because of pride and arrogance, sons and daughters, even though they have home, they will prefer to leave it with their pace than to come home where they are loved, where they will be received, where they will be clothed, where they will be sheltered, where they will be fed and giving the best of food they can eat. We live in a perverse generation when children begin to rebel against their fathers, when children begin to rebel against their mothers, when children begin to rebel against their cause and say that, who are you that we might serve you? We will rather do our own thing. We will carry on in our reckless life and nobody can tell us anything or otherwise. We will carry on in our immoral way of life and nobody can talk to us. Nobody 
nobody can correct us. Nobody can cancel us. But beloved, if the oil of grace will work for you, there is something called grace. If the oil of acceptance will work for you, there is something called grace. When that grace locates you, it doesn't matter your immorality. It doesn't matter your shame. It doesn't matter your reckless living. It doesn't matter your, your inappropriate life lifestyle. When grace locates you, grace will come back to you in your senses that you I have a home. I can return. I can return. I don't need to stay like this. I can return. So the Bible says, Beloved, I've not even started our message. They're supposed to just launch us into the oil of acceptance. But I want to submit to you. It doesn't matter where you are at right now. Grace is locating you in the mighty name of Jesus. In 2 Corinthians chapter number 6, verse number 1, the Bible says, Read them as workers together with him. Beseech you also that we receive not the grace of God in vain. For he said, I have heard thee in the time accepted and in the day of salvation have I scourged thee. Behold, now is the accepted time. Now I must arise and go back to my father. Why? Because grace is given. Grace is released. This boy realized that he has taken the grace of God over his life, the grace of his father for granted, but he came to his senses and said, if my father showed me grace, he must, he must have more grace. If my father showed me grace, if he showed me grace, I did not merit the estate. I did not merit the inheritance, but the grace of God gave me an unmerited favor that when I as for it, my father did not scorch me. He did not say, get out of my presence. Did I work for, did you work for me? Or did I acquire this with you? Get away from my presence. But my father did not shut me down. By the grace he showed me, he gave me as I requested. And if I have spent everything, the same grace I believe is with my father, that when I go back, my father will show me grace. So the Bible says, so I will get up and go to my father and I will say to him, Father, I have sinned against thee and in thy sight. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. Treat me like one of your hired men. That is repentance. That is repentance. I am not coming as a bona fide son. I am not coming as a legitimate son. I am not coming even though I know I am a legitimate son, but because of my way of life, because of the dishonor I have dishonored you, because of the shame I have brought to the family and to the business, the family business, I am no longer a legitimate bona fide son. Hey, but let me be. Just see per adventure. This is the mindset of the son. This is the mindset of the inappropriate son. That I will go to my father 
and I will say to my father, I have sinned against you. For him to acknowledge that he has sinned against the father, he was invoking the, the, the power of grace over his life. Beloved, it is grace that we are saved. It is not by our own work that we should boast. He was activating the power of grace over his life. For if I have sinned, eh, my father has the grace to forgive. So I will not stay here and die. I will go to my father and say, Father, I have sinned against you. And beloved, if you confess our sin, he is faithful and just and to forgive us of all our immorality, all of our reckless living, all of our wayside, wayward living in the mighty name of Jesus. So he sent to his senses and said, Father, I have sinned. I repent. I repent of my sins. But now, let the grace that you showed me, let me find this same grace and accept me, not as a son, but as one of your high servants. Not as a legitimate son, but as one of your servants. That is the mindset of the son. But the father, as loving as he is, the father always has a better perspective for his children. When you think low of yourself, your father is thinking high of you. And this reminds me in the words of Bishop Sandal. He said, when God has on his mind, when you are thinking of bicycle for you, God has on his mind a Mercedes Benz for you. Beloved, bicycle and Mercedes Benz do not compete. They do not match. But that is how far. Hey, Maya Kappa. He says, your thoughts are not my thoughts. The son, the inappropriate son taught and his mindset is that I am no longer a son but take me as your high servant. The people that you pay to work on the estate, to work on the business. I am willing to be there. I don't fight for equality. I don't fight for position. I have not come for title. I have not come for sonship, but I have come as a servant. Just take me as a servant. But beloved, the father had a better perspective. The better had a better. The father had a better mind. The father had a better idea. The father had a better perspective for his son. Hey, he is always son that that went away. But the Bible says, "Ayakapa papa." Oh, I am getting excited. The presence of God is here. And I pray, Almighty oh God, somebody is assessing grace right now. Maybe you have lived an immoral life. Maybe you have left reckless life and you have come to your senses and say, Father, I want the oil of acceptance to work for my life, to work for my education, to work for my marriage, to work for my future, to work for my life. Hey, but I've led a moral, immoral life. I've led a reckless life. I have come to repent. I have come to ask for forgiveness. Forgive me, Father, and take me as your own in the mighty name of Jesus. So the Bible says, and no longer 
called to be a son, but treat me like one of your hired men. So he got up and came to his father. He took action. He did not allow fear to grip him, but he decided to find his way back home. But while he was still on a long way, while he was still on a long way off, his father saw him. Somebody shout grace. Somebody shout grace. Somebody shout grace. Whilst he was far off, whether dilly darling, whether thinking, hey, would they receive me as a servant? His father saw him and he was moved with compassion. Oh, today, may the compassion of the Lord allocate you in the mighty name of Jesus. May you experience the compassion of Elohim. Bible says his father was moved with compassion for him and he ran and embraced him. The father did not wait for him to come to him to tell of his story, to tell how he's not worthy to be a son and to tell her he's not fit to be a son, and to tell him, to ask him to be a servant. But the father, the compassion of the father, and the grace, the inherited favor of the father move within him. Beloved, Jesus never did anything without compassion, and the same compassion, and the father moved him, and he ran and embraced him, and he kissed him, and he said to his son, Father, and the son said to him, Father, I have sinned against you. Beloved, that which he taught, he acted upon it. He had come to the place of repentance. And beloved, when you confess your sins, he says, I'll remember it no more. So the very moment, the guide stepped into grace and said, Father, I have sinned against you. And heaven and in your sight, I am no longer worthy to be called your son. But the father said to his servant, Quickly bring me out the best robe. Somebody said the best robe. This guy, 24 hours ago, he was living in Pigry, he was feeding pigs, and he was eating pig food. Hallelujah. 24 hours ago, his life is now transformed. He made a journey to his father. And his father, he said, I don't want to be a son. I want to be a servant. But his father did not approve. His father did not accept his proposal. His father did not take his proposal. He called his servant. He says, you are a son. He said, bring me the best robe. You deserve the best. For you were accepted. Grace has brought you into acceptance. The very moment he asked for forgiveness, the father did not remember his inappropriate behavior. He did not remember his reckless life. He did not remember his reckless living. He All he cared about is bring me the best clothes, not the secondhand clothes, not the used clothes, not the clothes from that place you don't want to mention, but bring me the best. Bring me the best. Bring me the best, beloved. God has the best for you. He has the best on his mind for you. He has the best peace for you. He has best comfort for you. He has best protection for you. He has best provision for you. God has on his mind the best for you. He
not give you anything substandard as far as the heavens are above the earth so great are his thoughts his ways are not our ways neither our thoughts our thoughts when the son inappropriate son his thought was i am a servant his father had a different thought bring me the best somebody shout the best somebody shout the best i believe in this year 2021 the best of god is coming to you and you will be robed in the best of god you will be robed with the best of god the lord will clothe you with his best in the mighty name of jesus if only you assess this grace and not take this grace for granted and return to your father and say father i have sinned against you and let the grace of God accept you in the mighty name of Jesus. But he said, bring me the best robe for the guest of honor and put it on him and give him a ring for his hand. Servants were not wearing rings. And this is a signet ring. It's a ring of authority and of sonship. He said, give him a ring. Hallelujah. Amen. Give him a ring. And sanders up on his feet. That is, your location has changed. Your journey has changed. There is a new purpose for you. There is a new assignment for you. In the name of Jesus. And bring the fattened calf and slaughter it. And let us invite everyone. Feast and celebrate. For this son of mine, for this servant of mine, for this slave of mine, for this inappropriate son of mine, for this son of man, the father did not say a servant. The father did not refer to him as a slave. The son said that I am not ready to be your son, but one of your servants. But when the father came, the father was moved with compassion and has a better purpose for him. He said, for this son of mine, For this son of mine, I believe today the Lord will look upon us and say, for this son of mine, maybe you thought that you have gone so far away that you will never be accepted. Maybe men have rejected you for so often that you think that you cannot be accepted. But today the father is looking on you and said, this son of mine, this daughter of mine, this boy of mine, this girl of mine, that is the oil of acceptance. When he told that he will be rejected, the father accepted him. When his brother was complaining, the father did not cast him out. He accepted him. And I believe that is what the Lord wants to do for us today. There is an oil of acceptance. The very moment this inappropriate son came to his senses and said, I have sinned against my father. 
I will repent that very moment. The servant who left him, slavery left him, and he received a new sonship. A new sonship. A new sonship was accepted where he thought he was not worthy to be accepted in the mighty name of Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus. And I want to encourage somebody. It doesn't matter how far you have gone. Your mindset is not the same as God. He has a better thought concerning you. His thoughts concerning you are of good and not of evil. To prosper you and to give you a future hope. His thoughts for you is not for you to be a servant and be serving in the pigry. But to give you a future hope. What is the hope you hope for your future? Beloved, that is his thought concerning you. Now there is an oil. When that oil comes upon you, it does not matter who rejected you or who forgot about you. But the Lord will make you accept. The Lord will accept you in the mighty name of Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus. I want you to come with me as I get ready to bring this service to a close and we enter into our anointing service. I believe that you have received something and uh, the Lord is ministering to you. The power of God is overshadowing you right now in the mighty name of Jesus. In 1 Samuel chapter number 16, I will quickly pick up some verses and we'll go through that in the mighty name of Jesus. So the Bible says, Kappa Yakata. Verse number three, you shall invite Jesse to the sacrifice and I will show you what you shall do after that you and shall anoint for me the one whom I designate. Hallelujah. Aren't you glad the Lord has designated you for his oil of acceptance in the mighty name of Jesus. So the Bible says, and Samuel went, hallelujah. And in verse number six, the gravity of time, I just want to run through these verses for you. Then we get into our anointing service. So verse number six, the Bible says, so it happened when they had come, he looked at Eliab, the eldest son, and thought surely God's anointed is before him. But the Lord said to Samuel, do not look at his appearance or at the height of his stature because I have rejected him. Hallelujah. Why? Because I have rejected him. So don't think that, um, you, you, I mean, it can never happen. Hallelujah. In the same words, hallelujah. He said, I'll go to the house of Jesse and I will show you whom I have chosen for myself, whom I have accepted for myself. Then you put an oil over him. So there is an oil of acceptance. The oil, if it is not on you, you are not accepted. Aren't you surprised? Sometimes doors open for people. You, uh, you attempt to go through the same door 
and they shut the door at you. But today there is an oil coming upon you that is called the oil of acceptance. And as the oil rests upon you, a doors will be opened unto you where you were rejected before. You will be accepted in the mighty name of Jesus. So the Lord said unto Samuel, don't let the countenance deceive you. Don't look at the, how muscular this guy is or the, 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 the appearance. Hey, but I have not accepted him. If, if the Lord says that he has not accepted Eliab, then it means that he, there is somebody he has accepted. And today, let that person be you in the mighty name of Jesus. Let that person be you in the mighty name of Jesus. Let that person be you in the mighty name of Jesus. For the Lord see not a man sees. His ways are not our ways. His thoughts are not our thoughts. For God does not see as man sees. For man looks at the actual appearance. How smart you look. How sweet you smell. How wonderful is your apparel. That is what attracts man, and that is what man sees. But God goes beyond the beautiful apparel, the sweet-smelling fragrance, and looks at the nakedness, and descends the heart and the thought and the intent of man, and chooses. But the Lord looks at the heart. Amen. Amen. And the other time, I think we were talking about the current generation and everything is by the heart. But sometimes you see the appearance before we see the heart. Amen. Because we hide behind the word God looks at the heart. And because your father does not know your heart, you go about misbehaving, living immoral life, living inappropriately, and you say that it's my heart. Where is your heart? And how is that heart? You make yourselves unscrupulous and you say that it is my heart. Christianity is in my heart. My worship is in my heart. But we will see you before we see your worship. And sometimes the door will shut at you. We will not see you, your heart, but your appearance will shut the door at you. But I tell you, church of God, if your heart is pure, your body will be pure. If your heart is pure, your body will be pure. If your heart is pure, you will not mutilate your body because you understand that your body is the temple of God. And you will not abuse that body. You will not do anything you imagine to that body because the body is the temple Christ. Amen. That is just free. For somebody. Amen. Then Jesse called 
Abinadab and had him pass before Samuel. And Samuel said, the Lord has not chosen. The Lord has not done what? Chosen. The Lord has not accepted. The Lord has not received this one. The Lord has not endorsed this one. It means that the Lord has rejected Abinadab also. Shammah came to pass. And then someone said, the Lord has not chosen this one. The same way. Until all the seven sons of Jesse passed before someone, but there was not a release. Sometimes people say that, and the prophet Samuel is being too difficult and is being too difficult. I mean, these are seven beautiful sons. What prevents you from just taking the oil? What prevents you from just taking the oil and pour it upon him? You are being too difficult. Are you the only prophet in town? How can't you, can't any seven of this be anointed? But beloved, there is something called the oil of acceptance. If it is not on you, they will have to, the devil cannot continue without you. Wherever you are, you have to be fetched. You will stop the program until you arrive. Because yesterday, as we prayed, it is Christ who anoints. It is not man that anoints. So today's anointing, it is not pastor anointing you, but it is Christ, the anointed one, and in his anointing, if it is in his anointing, then he has the capacity and the power to anoint. So it is not, don't look for anointing from a man, but lift up your eyes unto the Lord and look at God the anointed one, and in, his, and, and in his anointing pouring over you. In the mighty name of Jesus. But someone said to Jesse, Jesse, the father of David, had even forgotten because he least expected Ayakapa. The Lord does not think the way man think. Jesse least expected. As a matter of fact, he has forgotten about his own son. But when such a deborah, when such a, 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 a meeting is going on, why send the boy to the bush? My beloved, irrespective of where you are, the grace and the oil will locate you. Ayakapa. Before Samuel located David, the Lord had already located him and he could not be hidden. Your father cannot hide you. Your mother cannot hide you. Systems and institutions cannot hide you. There is an anointing that is upon your life that will fetch you from every ghetto, that will fetch you from every city, that will fetch you from every every hiding place and bring you to the open and bring you to the place of relevance and accept it. And if God be for you, who can be against you? So Bible says, and someone said to Jesse, are all your sons here? Jesse replied, there is still one left, the youngest. He never expected when he received the news that there is a sacrifice and the sons of Jesse must be there. And is David not the son of Jesse? But the father sent him to the bush. He said, whatever it is, this has nothing to do with you. Hallelujah. Because in the Jewish culture, 
the first son is the one who received the blessing. So Jesse thought that it would be Eliab that will receive the anointing, but it was not as the Lord has envisaged and planned and purpose. So Bible says, say, yet the youngest, he is tending the sheep. Someone said to him, to Jesse, send word and bring him because we will not sit down. Kappa, yakata. Yebra, kappa. Yeman, nebros, kappa. Begin to pray in the Holy Ghost right now. Kappa, papa, pa, yakata. Yebra, kappa. Some office cannot operate until they favor you. Hey, some businesses cannot operate. They will not sit until you show up. Kebra, kappa. Begin to speak in the realm of the spirit. Unlock certain gates. Unlock certain doors. In the mighty name of Jesus, you might have been forgotten, but they will not sit until you come. In the name of Jesus, you might have been rejected, but they will not sit until you come. You might have been hidden, but they will not sit until you come. Oh, yes. The anointing is here. The anointing is here. Kebra kapayakata. Yeman nebros. Yes, the anointing is here. The anointing is here. We will not sit to eat the sacrificial meal until he comes. The function will not begin until the youngest son of Jesse shows up until the one that is forgotten show up. Until the one that is forgotten shows up. So Jesse sent word and brought him. Now he had a ruddy complexion with beautiful eyes and a handsome appearance. When Eliab showed up, he also had the same complexity, the same appearance. But for Eliab, God does not look at appearance. But for David, Bible says, the same appearance, the Lord said to someone, arise, anoint him, for he is. When it was Eliab, God does not look at the appearance. But when it came to David, the Lord looked on his appearance. Someone looked on his appearance and the Lord said, arise and anoint him for he is. Then someone took the horn of oil and anointed David in the presence of his brothers and the spirit of the Lord came mightily upon David from that day forward. And Samuel rose and went to Ramah in the mighty name of Jesus. He was forgotten by a chosen of God. He was rejected by his own father, but accepted by Christ. There is an oil that came upon David. That has made his brothers accept him. That made his father who rejected him accept him. And that made the nation of Israel accept him. Uh, sooner or later, the king saw we're going to call for David. Why? Because there is an oil of acceptance that has come upon him. Beloved, the Bible says, 
And when Samuel took the horn of oil and anointed David, the spirit of the Lord came upon him mightily. That is what acceptance will do for you. The spirit of the Lord will come upon you mightily. In the mighty name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Somebody celebrate the Lord. Celebrate your acceptance. Celebrate your victory. Celebrate your relevance. Celebrate your power. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Hallelujah. Walk in the anointing of acceptance. In the mighty name of Jesus. Every hole where they kept you, you are out. In the mighty name of Jesus. You are out of every hole. In the mighty name of Jesus. Every disappointment, you are out. By the reason of the oil of acceptance. Where you were rejected before, you are accepted. Systems and institutions that rejected you, they will not sit. They cannot function until you are called. In the mighty name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Oh, ya prakapa. Kema nebros. Kesh kete ya barabaraba. There is fire all over this place. In the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you. We give you all the glory. We give you all the glory. We give you all the glory. We give you all the glory in Jesus' mighty name. Bless your people, every household represented here. Let the fire of the Holy Ghost fall upon that household in the name of Jesus. Prosper your people in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. The Lord bless you. We love you. And we're looking forward to serve the Lord with you. Have a great week. And we look forward to serve the Lord with you tomorrow. Enjoy the rest of your day. God bless you and keep you.